Hello! And welcome to Stephen Rowell's Beer Podcast. Episode 297. And I'm back! <laughs> Missing for a couple of weeks, but here I am, once again. To add virtually nothing. Gary, at this point, I require you to whisper dulcet tones into the, the microphone. Whisper dulcet, whisper tones. dulcet tones. Why do I have to whisper? Because dulcet this week's beer is from Northern Whisper. Oh. Okay. Oh. Right. Yeah, you miss those kind of puns, haven't we? Pretty sure. Excellent. I'm pretty sure they're from Lancashire, though. They we're, are. Wrong kind of northern. You're from mistaken for Lancaster, right? Yes. The mistake doesn't last for very long. They tend to regret it, and they end up, you know, on a moor somewhere. So, you know, if, if no one can see, Gary's got like four white, four white roses tattooed on his knuckles. <laughs> no, no, just on my testicles. <laughs> so yes, this year's this year this week's beer. This week's beer. This week's beer is from Northern Whisper, who are based in Lancashire in Rosendale. I don't know where about Ro- in Lancashire Rosendale is. Oh, yeah, it's, it's all mm. Lancashire to me. It's all <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is uh, Rumamunga, which is a Dunkelweizen. Newish Brewery, um, opened 2017, I think they've said. I have to remember back to reading what, what's been written about them. Um, two brothers and a chef acquaintance have opened up a brewery. Hmm. Isn't the chef Italian? Yeah. Um, they have two... They have tapped him already, planning to open more. <clears throat> Interesting range. I had a quick look over the range. Um... Predominantly IPAs and pales, which I guess very fitting with um, like a general market. Uh, but they've got a couple of unusual bit, ones. Well, a bit left field with that choice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so this, this is definitely, I would say, the most unusual of their selections. They've got a Colshin or a Colne style beer. They've got um, a Whit beer in there as well, both as kind of seasonal one-offs. This is one, another one, which is um, a Dunkelweizen, so a dark wheat beer in the German style. Right. It is... Um, it's probably the most unusual of their choices, I would say. Yeah. The um, one you probably see the least of. Well, I mean, it's not the sort of beer you expect to come out of, uh, well, Lancashire. Uh, <laughs> Something German-inspired. Uh, well, I say that, don't I? But, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking with bias, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are a number of uh, great uh, great breweries, especially in Manchester. Um so, but you know, it's, it's you tend to expect everyone to be brewing your your, your IPAs, your DIPAs, and all that yeah. kind of thing, don't you? So and even like, when you're going to get a bit off off that that bit, most think people's stuff are doing like sours, uh, saisons, those kind of things start to pop up a bit yeah. more. The Dunkelweizen is definitely an unusual one. Um, I don't, I have seen other people brewing them, but it's pretty uncommon to come across. Um, so Weizens are German wheat beer. Um, there's a couple of, of fairly well-known ones you might come across. Uh, Erdinger is probably one of the ones you, you see the most of. Erdinger, I have had many a hangover, thanks to. Um, and, uh, and Schneider Weiss, which is one of my all-time favourites. Those Weiss beers, man. 
you're not careful and they will kick them oh yeah they, they, but they go down so easy that's the yeah, problem yeah. isn't it a friend of mine he worked in Germany for a while and when he came back he brought crates that lasted a while <laughs> so we'd go play poker and run five speed I think he played pliers and me with them so I don't get to heads up is <laughs> the issue and then I get a stinking hangover because I drink them like session mm. IPA or something you know you need a pint of water in between the things yeah but they're great mm. so they're typically you'd expect um, kind of quite a body because again they have some of that kind of suspended yeast in the, the week gives you some some viscosity but also kind of banana and clove like flavours um, interesting though, it, this is kind of from the yeast how it works with the the wheat in there uh, but what kind of temperature you you mash out and you ferment at influences whether you get more bananary flavors or more clovey flavors so you can kind of control it direct it towards emphasizing different elements so like that's leaning bananaish mm. yeah for me definitely more of the banana and less mm. of the clove it's quite like more uh, over you know overripe banana mm. It's not I'm, what I expected on the pour. On the pour, it looked stouty, and then it looked like a red beer, and my guts was like, oh, it's not uh, red beer, is it? Don't put that in me. Uh, well, the, the thing is, um, so this is uh, Dunkelweiss, rather than a straightforward vice, um, which means it's dark, and they've, unsurprisingly there, basically means they just included some darker malts in the bill, um, and it adds those kind of caramel flavours that make you kind of move away from being kind of like fresh banana into more banana fritter or... Banana Overripe bread. bananas or banana, banana bread, bread yeah. Me, so. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, the brewery branding? Very uh, northern. Well, yeah. I mean, it's got it's got a little bit of um, uh, the feel of um, oh. what's the what's his name? Who's the artist? Oh. Ah, it, it reminds me of Paperboy. Paperboy in the Grim North. Hmm. Um. Who was, who was I thinking of? Does it, he's, yes. got, he's got art hanging in the Pottery Museum in Stoke. Yes, um, I agree. And I can't think of the, who it is either. Great, well, great northern artist, Drew Stickman, and uh, lots of mills and... Oh, what's his name? You're talking about David Hodge, are you? No. No, no I agree. Uh, we'll come back to you maybe on that one. It reminds me of that. There'll though. be a flash of insight. Uh, I, I entirely agree. I know, I know what you mean. industrial stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's starting to ring a tiny very clean lines um ah, it'll come back to me yeah I, I mean I like that I like it I'm, I'm particularly fond of the bottle cap uh, yeah it's a nice bottle cap pink, <laughs> pink as well you don't see many pink bottle caps uh, it's a nice contrast to the label yeah it looks yeah. like a, an, an industrial working town yeah, it's if got I'm, it's it, got that, uh, those uh, those muted tones those greys mm. and uh, browns okay, and, if I'm honest however it's a little bit salt air the, the actual mm. logo I'm not super in connected with. It's a bit. You know, like that. The the Asherish. Yeah, it's a bit. I like one of those kind of. It's not that I don't like it in theory. I just find it a little bit non. But not anything to be honest. It doesn't really that's jump out at me. Maybe that's because it's, it's also positioned. Simultaneously incorporate N and W. Yeah, and and I think that's fine. I but. I've seen quite a lot of people do logos that incorporate the letters, mm. and I maybe I, I'm I've just seen too much that I, I find it a little bit. It's fine. It's not. I'm not sure it'll stick with me. I think if I glanced at that again, I would wonder, oh, who's that then? And I'm not sure Northern Whisper would stick with me as the identifying that visually. Mm. But I'm a pain. I'm generally that is my kind of thing to be difficult to please. 
So, anyway. Um, that's why they included the name as well. Mm. People like you. Yeah. What are people thinking of the beer I, then? I really enjoyed it's it. Well, I, I, I drank all mine pretty quickly, but <laughs> I, I, I wanted a beer. It's been one of those days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like all round down. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah. lighter than expected. It's sweeter than expected. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's a good antidote for uh, the end of the day. I really think. Just what I needed, but I, I'm particularly I'm particularly fond of that uh, banana. You go, I think it goes quite well with the sweetness that you've got from the malts. Uh, it's got almost um, a desserty, cakeyness. <laughs> yeah, uh, dessert beer. Uh, oh, I, I am a, a huge fan of this style. Um, like I said earlier, Shadow Ice is probably my favourite of the them, and the darker versions of that, the Eventsiness, is probably one of my all-time favourite beers. And that is in this definitely in this darker style that I I really really enjoy. That said, I f- maybe that sets a high standard in my head for the style. I find the I like it. But I find there's a little bit of sharpness from the alcohol, and I get a little bit of alcohol really? finish. But at four point nine, that feels a little bit. I don't think I think that's really easy drinking. I, I thought I thought it was dangerous. I looked at it, it was like four point nine. It's just like ooh, I could go down really. Quickly, <laughs> I don't find it unpleasant, but oh, I can, yeah, I can, can taste, taste a few of these. Yeah. I don't find it difficult or unpleasant, but I can I can taste an alcohol flavour in there, which I was. Hmm. It's not unpleasant, but I would probably prefer it if it was a little. If it wasn't there, fair enough. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not getting that really myself, but you know. On the other hand, as somebody who's tried to brew this himself at home, it ain't easy. Um, so they get credit for for a good go because you know if I'm referencing them to somebody it is somebody who is the acknowledged world leader in doing this and has been doing it for hundreds of years so for, to be a couple of years in and producing something like that I'd be interested I'd be interested to know their reasonings for, for having a shot at this you know I'd be like did they just is it a particular favourite style of theirs or just one of those yeah give that a go sure mm. uh, <laughs> Perhaps one of the brewers just really wanted to get it done. Like, I want to get well, one of these pushed his agenda real hard. I do wonder if there's like a location thing as well, because I remember you were saying, Gary, that you know when when you were younger, seeing having Erdinger and stuff was not an uncommon oh, sight. Yeah, Erdinger was in every pub uh, and in Halifax. So <laughs> maybe it's the Norfolk I think, because when I grew up, I don't think I I didn't know a single person who would ever have drunk it. Every you would not have found that in a single pub. Um, you'd have seen lager and you'd have seen best bitters and that was basically it maybe oh Guinness Guinness lagers and best bitters was the only thing you'd ever see in a, a pub around here um, so there I mean closer to your neck of the woods I wonder if there's like a north maybe there was a bit more of a, a push of uh, wheat beers in the north and it's a bit more of a style where they've got locals who would appreciate a wheat beer who kind of go oh yeah I remember drinking that Wheat yeah. beers in the past. Yeah, possibly, possibly. It's uh, it's it's a strange one. It's, yeah, I was, uh, you know, it, it was just normal when I was going out drinking. Uh, when I first started going mm. out drinking, because it was everywhere, and like, I didn't think anything of it. But it's only, uh, you know, having you know relocated and found out later on, it's just like it seemed, oh, it's actually quite an unusual thing. That's, and I can't, uh, yeah, it's it, it's. The, the reasons behind it I always find it was like why, why was everyone well, selling that at that particular I, time also maybe uh, if, well 
there were a lot of people from the north who ended up in Germany doing the, the rebuilding and stuff and that I, and I, thing. I suppose there's and I wonder know, if maybe those people came back from came there back, came back with the flavour oh, yeah came back with a taste for it and the pub started catering to now them now you mention it my hometown is twinned with a uh, town in Germany as well mm. uh, so um, maybe there's that bit of a link there and that's there's a the pub twigged on there was a a taste for it they got people coming back saying oh, I enjoyed that wheat beer in the sun Possibly. It's a reasonable hypothesis. Because um, for Germans, I think a lot of it is... It's interesting because with Germany, wheat beer has now become, or certainly was, the drink that your parents drank. Mm. It, it had a bit of a reputation as a... Um, uh, old person's beer. Old person's beer. But I, I think at the moment it's seen a bit of a, re, a resurgence somewhere because lots of people outside of Germany are, are big fans of it and it's kind of become a recognised a bit of a classic. So, mm. Interesting. Well, we should. I think we should wrap this. Yeah, I've. I think I've said all I have to say about the beer. Really, I. I enjoyed it. I'll. Uh, I'll have a bit more later on. Um, I'm gonna give that a. I like the beer. I think I love the style. I'm glad they've taken it on. I think they've done a, a pretty decent job. Um, I'm. It's not the exact balance I would personally like, but I'm being a very harsh critic there, um, and I think they've Nothing done a, unusual there. Then, isn't yeah, it? it's uh, fast <laughs> um, and I think they've done a a good job. So I'm going to give them an eight. Ha. That's round about where I am at too. It's an eight from me. I've never heard of Dunkelweizen before, but now, now I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we are. We're going to drink them. Shut up. We're done.